if you're newer, then make sure when you go in that you do all your due diligence. Maybe you partner with someone, team up with someone. Uh, make sure you cover your bases because I can afford to lose $50,000 on a house, but if someone's brand new to this game, I just don't like to see that happen. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast. So it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on, how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm going to do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the best ever listeners, and that is that he's offering a free coaching session. Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend him. I've worked with him before. I'm currently working with him right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take him up on his offer. Get a free coaching session. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, first and foremost. Hope you're having a best ever weekend and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. My name's Joe Fairless and this is, because it's Saturday, we're doing a special segment of Situation Saturday where we put our best ever guests back through a sticky situation that they've been in and they talk us through how the heck they overcame it or in this case, how do you avoid this situation? And with us today, we've got a wonderful best ever guest. How you doing, Justin Williams? Hey, I'm doing great, Joe. Great to be here. Not, yeah, nice to have you back. If Justin's name sounds familiar, then uh, either one, you're a listener of his House Flipping HQ podcast, which I highly recommend going to check out, or you're a loyal best ever listener and or doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You're a loyal best ever listener. And you have heard Justin on the, well, the first episode was 141, where his best ever advice was given. And so if you want his advice on what he mentioned, then go listen to that. It's titled The Five-Step Process to Automate Your House Flipping Business. And then he's also been on special segments with some guests on the Patch of Land segments and highly recommend listening to those two on the best flipping series ever and a couple others. So a little bit about Justin and then we'll get into Situation Saturday. As I mentioned, he's got his successful podcast, House Flipping HQ. He's the founder of HouseFlippingHQ.com. He's been a real estate investor for what nine years now? Yep. Is that nine years? Yep. yep. I was. It was eight before and now... Now it's I'll nine. <laughs> yep. Delete eight, put nine. Nine years and has flipped over 400 well, it's actually over that. 600 now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. All right. You just shot right up there. The last one was close to 400. So I figured I'll just play it safe and say over 400. Wow. Okay. 600 homes during that time and currently flips. I'm going to say it and you can correct me. Currently flips close to 100 homes a year. Yeah. We bought 124 last year in 2015. 
There you go. Okay, 124 last year. And he's based in San Clemente, California, which is by San Diego. And it hurts my heart that I'm not over there right now because I'm so freaking jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With that being said, Justin, let's get into Situation Saturday. This is a story about going with your gut. And uh, I'll let you take it from here and uh, tell us what's the story behind your situation. Awesome. So, you know, previous I mentioned to you is the beginning of last year was actually two years ago as I'm running through the the math, the, the, the years in my head. I sometimes kind of jumble it all together. I purchased a home from a wholesaler whom I had a previous relationship with. I had purchased at least a couple homes from him before. And this wholesaler, you know, I buy homes all throughout Southern California, and I'm now purchasing some homes in a couple other states as well. But this particular part of Southern California was a little bit outside of my normal area that I'm really comfortable with. But I had a lot of trust in this guy, and he knew the business. He knew his market really well. And I'd done a couple of deals with him that had gone really well. So it wasn't like it was it was this random wholesaler who didn't really know what he was doing and just trying to um, take advantage of me or anything like that. But I bought this house just based off of him telling me how good of a deal it was. I mean, I looked at the numbers, and they, the data wasn't really there. And... I'm okay with buying a house that may not necessarily have a ton of fixed up after repaired homes that are perfect spot on. But I still, even with the other data, just could not justify this price that he was telling me this home was worth. But he kept convincing me, I'll make sure it's worth it to you. If you don't make X returns, at the time I was shooting for about a 13% return. This is when the market was like shooting up. So I was okay with a 13% return on my capital. He said, if you do not make that, I will make up the difference to you. And I'm like, okay, the guarantee doesn't get any better than that. I know this guy, I trust him. Well, a few things happened with that deal, and we ended up losing $50,000, which was you know, by far at that time the most money I've ever lost on a house. Looking back, like I just knew not to buy that house. You know, I knew, here's the deal, and this is kind of what I mentioned to you, is we are investors and we make decisions based off of information, off of education. And I'm always telling my team, especially now, especially after that deal, that we're not gamblers. You know, someone might call you up, it's an agent or a wholesaler, someone who has an invested interest. They, they're not necessarily like lying, sometimes they might be, but they might really, like, he truly believed that it would sell for that amount. But I'm always telling my team, we're investors and I only want to buy houses. I know we're going to lose every once in a while, but I only want to buy houses where when we look at it, we say, okay, there's 90, 95% chance that we are definitely going to make money on this house. And as I look back at that deal, and as I've analyzed lots of deals since, that was kind of like looking at it like, okay, it could go either way. You know, it was like 50, 50, like, why did I do that? It was so dumb. You know, there's so many other deals out there. And then we wasted so much time and energy and effort and the opportunity cost is just ridiculous. And of course, you know, if a $50,000 loss, he made up for it in some ways, but it was minimal compared to what that loss was. You know, he didn't give me 50000 plus the thirty that I would have made, right? It's only like, here's an $80,000 check, you know? And I, and I didn't really expect that either. But you just got to go with your gut, you know? And I even had another partner with me, a guy with me who was buying another house from him with me that we looked at the numbers together he felt good about. This guy was a previous appraiser, a very good friend, very um, experienced investor. And he's just like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going with it. But at the time, I was so hungry to buy houses. I just had this like 
addiction to buying houses and I still do, but I've learned to say no a lot. And that was just a house that I absolutely should have said no to. A couple of other things that happened. Number one, I just don't think the value was quite there. But simultaneously, at that same time, two things were going on in this area. The market was going down for whatever reason in the general area. And then that specific location had an HOA that was kind of facing some issues and was losing money. And the HOA started to go up in price and all this crazy stuff to where the prices in that specific area were coming down. So it was kind of like the perfect storm. Like three things were going on at the same time. Uh, It was just going down, 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 down. We finally unloaded it. Lost 50 ground. I, I thought about making it a vacation rental because it was an area that you could do that. But I was like, you know what? I just want to cut my losses and, and get out of this. So, Yeah, at that point, not only is it you've lost money, but it's just bad karma to, to keep it around. Yes. You just want to wash your hands of it. Yeah, I didn't want that negative energy. I didn't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> I want to get rid of it. <laughs> you, you mentioned that the data wasn't there. What data do you look for? Well, there were no comps to support the price. And like I mentioned before, there's times where I don't need to have like three comps that are fixed up perfectly to where my house is going to be that sold within the last month. And I know exactly what it's going to be worth. Like I'm really good and really okay with looking at, okay, a year ago, this fixed up house sold for this. Right now I have three houses. Two are kind of fixed up and not quite to where mine's going to be. And then there's this one that's not fixed up at all. But they're only this far below what I'm looking at. And this house that sold a long time ago is fixed up. And compared to what house, I I can just tell like, okay, this house is going to make sense, right? It's going to work out. I'm okay with pushing things. uh, I don't want to say pushing them because we bought so many houses where I can usually have a pretty good feel for what it's going to go for. But I had nothing to go off of other than this guy telling me that, okay, they're on a golf course. And there was this really cool like water feature, which I agreed was amazing. But it's like I had nothing to go off of. And he was just, I don't know, it was so weird. Like looking back, just the way he sold it and talked, oh, this agent here said this. And man, like I am telling you. And it's like because I knew, liked, and trusted this guy, it was almost like his word. And and I, it sounds funny because I'm always teaching people and I educate. Like <laughs> don't listen to agents. Don't listen to wholesalers. Like they'll feed you a bunch of you know BS. But I was like so sold on it. And and I, it's just I wanted to buy the house. And I was thinking of the $30,000 profit that we were going to make. And that's one more deal we got. Yeah. And going, yeah. And all this stuff. And you just got to go with your gut. You got to go with the numbers. And you can't just be, you know, quote unquote, sold by a wholesaler or agent who's going to make money from a certain situation when they may not have your best interest in mind. So how long did it take you to do the rehab of the property? didn't take too long it was kind of a standard you know 30 day rehab but man we we went back we redid different things we painted different color we tried more upgrades and we just kept it was like this downward spiral we were like chasing it you know so it did end up taking longer and we did new pictures and we went through like three or four ages like it was crazy had we have let go of it early on if i had my crystal ball we would have gotten out and like broken even or lost a little money but this it was just Mm. like it reminded me of, um, you know, when the market was crashing back in the day, right? Like, yeah. like just like a, a falling knife. You can't even catch it. That's how it <laughs> felt. I was like, oh, my gosh. But with this one particular property, we just couldn't well, even keep up with it. You mentioned in a couple different ways and some directly on how he convinced you. But I'd like to dig into that a little bit more. What would you say are maybe like the top three things he did that 
whether it was the approach, what he said, whatever, that made you say, all right, I want to make this happen? I think a lot of it was him talking about you know, the, the market in that area and how things are on fire. And it's true. Like there wasn't at the time when I bought that, <laughs> he put it under contract, there was an upward moving motion. And so he convinced me on like the future of what was going to happen here really fast. And the fact that these homes that had sold weren't fixed up and ours is going to be fixed up and the value that being in this specific area on the golf course and the water feature. <laughs> what was the water well, feature? It's like, it was like, there's, there's this golf course and then there's this like. I'm thinking of like a ma- like a human sized statue sure, yeah. of, like, you're, of you. It's like, I got a Justin water feature <laughs> there. You got to buy this house. It was, so it's on the golf course, right? And then you go out on your like patio and there's like this water fountain like on the golf course right and it's like right in your backyard and there's like ducks and it was really cool i was like this is cool you know but it didn't make the house worth for 50 grand that some i don't know it sounds ridiculous but since then we have had tons of agents and wholesalers try to convince us that a home is worth a certain amount for a certain reason and the questions we always ask is like okay well what like why like where's the evidence and if it's something that has to do with future value or something to do with something that's totally random that's not like you know what i mean it isn't <laughs> like a water feature sure yeah exactly like okay there's no evidence show me another thing in this community that is yes. just like that that sold for that or that maybe sold for okay you know a little bit less but wasn't fixed up i get that you know but mm-hmm. it was just so far under what he was telling us the value was so it was like this combination of all these things. I mean, I thought we would at least have broken even or made like a few thousand. And that's probably why I went forward with it. But we should have looked more into the HOA as well and just known that they were having issues and they were struggling. If we would have dug a little bit further and known that the HOA was going up, that would have saved us a lot of heartache as well. It was like just the how, perfect How storm. do you do that research for the HOA and, and know that it's going up? This is almost embarrassing, but I am so like hands off in my business that I would actually need to ask my assistant, Vanessa, who handles all of that for me. <laughs> Bring her on. Let's go grab. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, kidding. Sometimes she's, she's a rock star. Uh, no, I was saying right now, just go get, bring, yeah, get her on. Get her she, she, yeah. She works. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Off-site. yeah. But, um, well, but yeah, yeah I, I cause, think cause, cause contact I, the HOA. I mean, contact them, talk to them, see where they're at. I'm, I'm kind of uh, assuming what I think you would do, but Nevertheless, if there's an HOA, look into it. Do, do, do yeah, due look into it. Find due diligence. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. You got the promise from the wholesaler that they would cover it. What was the conversation like? Whenever you lost fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> I should check out my emails because there was definitely some going back and. Forth. <laughs> I bet. And we've kind of you know we've made amends, but you know having that been said, like I. I'd be careful buying another, you know, if I buy another house from him. You haven't since? No, and it, it's not just him. It's more that area. Well, I'm sure as a wholesaler, he's got other areas yeah, I, with other properties. And how long ago was this? About two years ago. Okay. Uh, and you had bought, how many properties did you bought from him before then? Just a couple. It's just kind of an area that's a little unique. And, you know, you can do okay in that area, but it's just, it's just a unique. What area is it? Uh, it's just uh, like Palm Springs area more or okay less. means nothing me living in cincinnati and living in new york the last 10 years but i'm sure a lot of, we have a lot of california listeners so that would be helpful for them i'm sorry my anyway 
I thought my phone was off. <laughs> <laughs> what was the conversation like? Email exchange? Like, did you press the point of? Oh yeah, yeah, no. Of... I, mean, I was like, hey, like when I buy a house, I'm so like, I put my big boy pants on. Like, I don't really expect that kind of guarantee, but he did give it to me. But obviously, none of us realized what could happen, right? So I wasn't going to, you know, make him pay me eighty thousand dollars. But I was like, you know, you did make money from this. So I think he at least reimbursed me the money that he made. <laughs> Out of the 50, how much was that? Uh, it was probably like 15 or something like that. 15, okay. I do my education business and he has a pretty good email list for wholesalers. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, and he, he likes what I do. It wasn't just him just like hooking me up or whatever, but yep. he was like, hey, look, I'm going to help you, you know, promote this and brought in some new clients and whatnot and that kind of offset it a little bit as well and so i was like it's good let's just move on from this and awesome yeah so well not awesome um that's not that's not the correct term (laughs) i shouldn't say awesome (laughs) i look at everything as a a learning experience i mean i I know people who you know lost their shirt in the downturn and i look at those as blessings when you're able to lose a little bit of money and get a perspective on something you know what if i would have purchased you know 10 houses just like that right i mean um and and i've learned buying and occasionally we'll go out into a different area market and what i've learned the biggest takeaway is if i'm going to be in a different area i i've got to test it out first and we've done we've bought in several states especially last year we bought in multiple states and there were a few states where I thought, oh, man, these are good houses. These are good numbers. And I bought too many. And then instead of losing money on just like one house, like maybe I lost on several or broke even on several or just didn't do that great. And it was a lot of headache. And I've learned, go do one or two, see how it goes, make sure you have extra good margin, plan on the worst case scenario. And then if that works out, then do three. Or do, I'm, I'm a high volume buyer, right? So I just, I'll just go like crazy on buying these houses. Um, but that's been really valuable for, for us as well. So anyone else who's like venturing out into a different area or buying like a different kind of house, uh, make sure that you, you just go in and, um, it, it's funny telling you don't buy 10 at a time because most people don't do that. Right. But if you're newer, then make sure when you go in that you do all your due diligence, maybe you partner with someone, team up with someone, uh, make sure you cover your bases. Cause I can afford to lose $50,000 on a house, but if someone's brand new to this game. I just don't like to see that happen. So I don't like to scare people because it is a great business and you got to take action. But I've seen a lot of people go out and, and try to buy houses in areas they're not familiar with and uh, or high price points and they, they miss something big and it really hurts them. And you, you don't want to get hurt in a big way when you're new to the business. So This has been the the perfect situation Saturday. Thank you so much for being on the show again, Justin and sharing with us your uh, sticky situation and the lessons that you've learned by you know going with your gut and making sure that there's data to support the future value that's being presented then looking at the 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 quality of that data um, and making sure it's not just anecdotal um, or fountains of your your face in in a backyard (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) but this this really this really was a a, a great conversation i really appreciate you being on the show again and i hope you have the best ever day i'll talk to you soon awesome thanks joe did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015 well if you did congratulations fist bump to you if you didn't then go to coachwithtrevor.com 
Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016.